Hello and welcome to Fast Charge, the weekly smartphone podcast from the team at Tech Advisor. I am not Don Preston. Uh, we are all bespectacled men, but none of us are him. He's taken some well-deserved time off. Uh, so I'm Henry Burrell and I'm joined today by Lewis Painter and Chris Martin. How are you, lads? Not too bad. Looking for, oh, I'm enjoying, I've enjoyed the rain over the last oh, couple yeah. of days. It's been nice, I'm isn't sure it? Yes. Yeah, all of our listeners are, and viewers are well aware that we moan <laughs> day in, day out, whatever the weather is in England. Uh, and this week, it is not 40 Celsius. So we are very happy about that. Chris is <laughs> on to a hoodie. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it's nice to wear a jumper and trousers. I can't, I can't say I've gone that far. I've done a shorts and a t-shirt. But... <laughs> My cupboard is very wintry and I've just been wearing the same four t-shirts for like eight months. So, yeah, uh, as well as that, uh, as well as busy weather news, there's been a relatively... Uh, big amount of phone news. Uh, we always say like in the tech world, oh, maybe, maybe it'll be a bit quiet leading up to the iPhone launch, but that hasn't been true. No. Maybe ever, but particularly this year, there's so much going on. <laughs> Have you felt like that? You can just, yeah. I just, I remember years ago when August used to be a quiet month where you could just relax a little bit, you know, just take it easy, <laughs> do a few reviews, but now, no, not anymore. It's just no. event after event, announcement after announcement. Well, we are going to talk about, well, three of those announcements. Uh, well, a bit of a review sandwich today. Uh, but then, first of all, let's talk about some of that news that I was alluding to. Do you two remember that brand that may, used to make phones, um, still make phones, I think? They're called Huawei. Sounds a bit familiar. Yeah. Ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> we are too mean about Huawei. The Trump administration <laughs> ruined their uh, Western presence, but they are still going. We reviewed the Huawei P50 Pro. Uh, the last flagship to come out. And also we've got the uh, Mate XS2 in for review at the moment, the Foldy Boy. But uh, the news this week was that there's still going to be a Mate 50 series. Uh, remember those Mate phones? I think the Mate 20 Pro was a superb phone. Yeah, I used to love the Mate phones. I think something about them just used to slap. <laughs> yeah, they were so good. The Mate 20 Pro was like the, one of the first Android phones that had proper Face ID, like 3, 3D, as well as the, uh, yeah. the iPhone. But the news this week, there's a rumor that the Mate 50 series will come uh, in September, uh, but it'll be using the Snapdragon 888 chip with only 4G, which is what Again. we saw on the, on the <laughs> P50 Pro. Uh, and I mean, I just kind of wanted your opinion on this. I mean, we don't know too much else about it, but like, we, we can still like, recommend uh, Snapdragon triple eight phones, right? I think the Find X three Pro has it. It's not necessarily an old chip, but no. I mean, is that a bit, a bit of an issue to you if a phone comes out uh, with an older chip, or is it more just the classic Huawei has no Google apps? Um, I mean, it's always going to be the Google apps thing that's the ultimate kind of you know avoid for for Huawei. But <clears throat> I don't really. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're it's, limited it's, by what they can do. Clearly, like they yeah, must have exactly. a this is the problem. It's not that. Yeah, it's not their fault. This is the issue. Like they're only they're dealing with the hand that they've been dealt. But I think um, I mean I don't think the the inclusion of the eight 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 is a big deal because like you say it's still a perfectly fine chip. I mm. think for most people it's going to be the four G um, because you know when you're paying it's going to be flagship prices. Let's be real. Like they're not going to drop the price down that much. Yeah, you don't want four G even if you don't have five uh, G right now. If you're buying a phone, you want to keep it for the next few years. At some point, you're probably going to get five G in the next few years, <clears throat> mm. and that's just. You know, aside from the Google apps, that's just the immediate downside, really. Because they're also, yeah, yeah. they're also sidelined. Um, they they have usually had their Kirin chips in it, so they've had to go to Snapdragon, but now they can't work with Qualcomm. Oh, what a mess! No, it's a headache. <laughs> the hardware is beautiful, but um, so we'll keep an eye out for that. And um, we did review, as I say, the the latest flagships from them, so we might have that in. But that's just one to keep an eye on. Uh, <laughs> technically, not phone, but it's related to phones. Uh, this week, uh, WhatsApp 
uh, which since, well, being acquired by Meta hasn't really done much. Uh, maybe <laughs> since the Meta name change, actually, maybe they have. Because this week uh, there is going to be, and I think there is a new WhatsApp uh, app for Windows, but it's native rather than web-based. So okay. the big thing here is that you can use WhatsApp even if your phone is offline. So you do have to still have it registered to a phone number, but this will mean that it's a standalone app, so your phone could be off in a drawer, in the sea, whatever, and then you can still WhatsApp. It doesn't have to be connected or online uh, like it has to at the moment with the standalone WhatsApp web uh, connection. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's still a bit of a way away from multi-device, like true multi-device. Like yeah, that's on, what I'm waiting say, for. Yeah, exactly. Like other stuff like Facebook Messenger or you know even um, more secure apps like Telegram allow multi-device pretty easily. I don't know. Do you think WhatsApp just has like a huge back end that it can't unravel? <laughs> yeah, know. it's, it's got to be like a legacy thing where it just wasn't set up for it initially. And now they're like, we're literally going to have to start again from the root of this and rebuild the app if that's what we want to implement. It's definitely um, tech reviewer um, problems, but I hate changing phones because you always have yeah. to move WhatsApp over. It's so annoying. Um, <laughs> but go, go, watch out for that. Um, if you want to use it on Windows, it will become easier to uh, turn your phone off and just have WhatsApp on your computer. Mac OS 1 also coming, apparently. Oh, nice. Uh, so, uh, and then away from WhatsApp, and I know we discussed a lot of uh, Samsung foldables last week, but in an interview with the Korea Herald this week, uh, Samsung's uh, mobile CEO, uh, TM wrote, he says, by tw- and this is a quote, by 2025, foldable items will take up more than 50% of Samsung's total premium smartphone shipments. Mm. So he's kind of implying here that, you know, in the next three years, there'll be 50% over 50% of their sort of S and Z will be the Z flip phones um, do you, and the Z Fold. Do you think that's, well, he's obviously got to be confident because they're, they're a market I was about to say, it's, <laughs> it's ambitious because they've got basically no competition right now. So they can just whack whatever they want in and be like, well, we're doing it. It's foldables. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, after using the Z Fold 4, reviews coming next week, by the way, for yeah. all those listening. Um, I mean, they can, I have no doubt that they can generate that amount of devices um, by 2025. The question is whether they'll be good, like, you know, good enough. <laughs> like it's um, because, yeah, I mean, I've got a few cons with Z Fold. I don't want to turn this into a Z Fold 4 review, but there are a few issues with, with the phone that I've had at the moment. And I just, I think they're kind of longer term issues that they're going to take a few years to kind of work out like the fundamentals of the folding screen and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's always nice to be optimistic. <laughs> it's nice to see where they're going in a complete start a contrast to Apple, who doesn't tell you anything about anything that they're doing ever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, and also the thing with this is that uh, they've driven the price down a lot. It was a big deal when that Z Flip 3 last year was under a grand. But you, you wrote something this week, Chris. How much was the, the trade-in value, the Z Flip 3? You could get the Z Flip 4 for how much? You could get $900 off it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, if you have a Z3 in good Ooh. condition or... S22 Ultra, although that's, that's a slightly different sort of trade in yeah, prospect. Bit downgrade, but, um, <laughs> yeah, and then they were doing a free case and a free upgrade to the the 256 gigabytes. So you could get all of that for $99. Because then the trade in deals are like, they, they're nowhere near that good outside the US, are they? <laughs> no, I think the, the exact same deal on the UK Samsung store was about 400 and something pounds, mm. you know, for for the same trading wow yeah, thanks samsung so. <laughs> like sort of double it's the amount to do isn't roughly. it when it's yeah. like only 400 can you spend a grand on it less than a year ago but then yeah yeah if you're an american you're like oh i just like this and i want the new one because 
100 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's, like, that's getting the entire I love that. I mean, if that's what <laughs> they do every year, that would convince me to, to buy one now. Because I'm like, well, that yeah. means I can get an upgrade every year for $100, essentially. Like, and you're kind of on like your own flexible contract type thing. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, they should do like uh, that, that's, that sort of offer when you buy the phone. Like, if you buy the phone within the first, you know, you know, month of it coming out, we'll give it, we'll give you the next generation for this much of a price upgrade. Yeah, I suppose that would be good because then they get the phone back and they can actually recycle it properly instead of sitting in people's yeah. drawers or whatever it is that you know most of us do with our phones when we stop using them. Yeah, we hope they're recycling them. But yeah, that's a yeah. good point. And um, where well, it leads on as well, because I mean, if they have no competition at the moment, they do have a little bit of competition. Uh, and potentially a bit more from Vivo as well. A rumor this week that Vivo will uh, release a premium uh, foldable. Uh, I wonder where they got this name from. Uh, they called it the apparently going to be called the X Fold S. So, so they've just <laughs> taken. <laughs> I mean, there's not many things you can call call a folding phone if the no, market yeah. is to be believed. But that one's coming, and uh, the the rumor also suggests that we won't hear much about it until November because Vivo, which is a huge company really uh, in China. It might be waiting for the next generation of Snapdragon chip, which we think by oh, their odd naming convention will be called the uh, 8th Gen 2. Because uh, the 8 plus Gen 1 is too complicated for Vivo. I just want to go straight down the middle. So, That's I mean, a... yeah, we, I mean, you've got the, you know, uh, what are you going to say there, Lewis? Because I've obviously got, yeah. Um, has, hasn't there also been a tease for like an, a OnePlus foldable as well? Yes, good point. Yes. Uh, also this week, yeah, Pete Lau. OnePlus CEO tweeted something saying, "Do you well, guess what this is or something with a yeah. winky face?" Yeah, and it looks and like a looks like a hinge, doesn't it? Definitely a hinge. I'm I'm hoping that this <laughs> means that the Find N is about to get an international release because that even now is still my favourite folding bow. Like that one, I mean, just, it could yeah. have just been excellent. It could have just been a really fancy paperclip or something. <laughs> I don't know it's like. Nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it'd be the ultimate troll if that was the case. And uh, but if, if Color OS and Oxygen OS completely merging is anything to go by, then I mean, OnePlus pretty much could whack a OnePlus logo on the Find N and release yeah. it in the West. So we can we can dream, uh, and hopefully that would be competitively priced as well. Uh, and then just, then just very, very, very finally, last bit of news is uh, we probably kind of knew this already, but uh, Apple serial tipster and to be um, usually trusted at Bloomberg, Mark Gurman, uh, wrote up a story yesterday, which is pretty much, we think, confirming that the iPhone 14 event will be on the 7th of September uh, and that it will be a virtual event again, unlike WWDC was not. And that was in person. And uh, yeah, supposedly the phones will come out on the 16th of September as per Apple's usual uh, cadence. Um, and yeah, the, the staff have already been recording all their fancy uh, pre-recorded you know, pre segments. So what do we think uh, Craig Federighi is going to do this time? <laughs> Jump out of a plane. <laughs> so that's something like that. He's quite self-aware. I mean, I, quite, I personally quite like the virtual events. They can be a little bit more engaging. You tend to learn more yeah. about the product, even though it's 100%. got that kind of Apple Kool-Aid sheen all over it. Yeah, but, no, yes, I, I really it. like the, the, the moves to the kind of virtual event it's just it just seems more tidy and more kind of yeah like guided and everything just makes a little bit more sense and just yeah it's just polished it's just nice yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah they're very slick yeah, aren't they very, they do set a standard even though uh, by uh, Steve Jobs doing them in the first place means we're cursed with every other brand doing them but <laughs> <laughs> we'll let them have it for now so that was the that was the pick of the news this week. So I think to dive into our first main topic of the day, the bread in our review sandwich uh, is Android 13 is out, 
but not for us. Uh, so Android 13, <laughs> Google announced uh, a couple of days ago now that Android 13 is here. It's here. We're just going to drop it a month earlier than we normally do. Uh, they didn't say that. The press did. And it will be for Pixel 6, 6 Pro, and 6A. Uh, and I think between Chris and myself, we actually have access to all those phones because we've reviewed them. Uh, have you got the update yet, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. neither. I'll give it one more check now. I've been doing it all day because I wanted to download it so we could talk to our listeners and viewers about yeah. it. Uh, but no, it seems, uh, judging by uh, the internet and tech Twitter, that uh, this is a US first rollout. Well, um, everything. I find it... No, it's <laughs> up to date. Uh, Chris, this is up to date. Oh, so you have a Pixel Six there, and what security patch yeah. you want? Yeah. Just, just to get uh, into the nerdy weeds. There. I, I was about to say, let's get into the nitty gritty of this. <laughs> well, I think it said July on your phone there, because I have a Pixel 6a here, and I'm only on the June security patch. So my first point was going to be, in terms of rollout, Google really hasn't got the hang of the rollout here, because we have their flagship phones that are meant to have Android 13, <laughs> and I have a security patch that is two months old. Chris's is one month old, and I checked um, a Samsung phone I have uh, uh, in, in the back there, and it's on August. So other brands can keep out quicker than Google can, and evidently Google cannot roll this out globally to its probably very few million phones. I just uh, I don't understand this. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, if there's one company that has the infrastructure and the tech and, and the money to get this done, it's mm. Google. Like, come on. Yeah, I know. I just... just yeah, on, on day one of, of iOS 16, every phone is compatible, which, which will go back to iPhone 8. It's going to get yeah. that little notification and will be readily available. I just don't understand how they can't do it. Yeah, around the world instantly. Magic. What are we missing out on? Well, right up top, I'm going to say not um, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Android, Android 12, as we uh, know and you may know, uh, was a pretty big change. It brought in Material U in its like brand new form, which was a very sort of color theme uh, coordinated, lots of big bubbly icons, particularly on the Pixel, and it's carried across to some of uh, the other brands. I mean, Chris, you, you've been using the Pixel 6 pretty much since it came out with Android 12. Um, are you a fan of the change that we saw last year? Most of it, yeah. I like, so all of the color stuff I really like. Um, the the really annoying thing I hate <laughs> is the change from having uh, separate Wi-Fi and mobile data quick settings. Yes. <laughs> now you've just got like the the internet oh. one, internet. So now I have to tap that and then choose what yep. you know whether I want my Wi-Fi on or off. And I'm one of those people that turns the Wi-Fi off like a lot of the mm -hmm. time. Yeah, I found that pretty annoying. You um, have to tap twice to get into it, and then there's a toggle. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, found that a bit annoying. Messy. I quite like some of the, the newer versions, like on um, Oxygen OS, for example, which has Android 12, but they still, and Samsung still uses just the, the small circular ones. Um, but, I mean, we've had Android 12 for a year now, or 11 months, and Android 13 is quite an iterative update uh, for the Pixel phones that we've seen it for so far. I mean, I've, I've, I've picked out a few of the things here, having scoured the internet <laughs> and Google blogs <laughs> and other people's content, uh, because uh, I'm not brave enough to put the beta on my main phone. Uh, but what we're going to see here is an update to the themed icons. So before, one of the things that Google showed off for Android 12 was that you could change all the colors of only the Google apps to match the color that you'd picked out, the accent color of your wallpaper. Um, now that has been brought to all third-party apps, but developers have to fix it that way. 
So at the moment, <laughs> if you're OCD about that and you've got a grid full of apps and you turn on themed icons in Android 13 when you get it, there might be a few anomalies that are going to annoy you, but that's quite nice to see. And also, uh, you could, when you change your wallpaper in Android 12, you can pick out four accent colors from the wallpaper itself or four uh, default ones to change you know, the, the uh, color of the quick settings that Chris hates or you know, other things in the, in the UI. That's apparently now gone up to 16 instead of four. So it's just going to make it a little bit more customizable. Won't, and I'm, the fact that this is pretty in the weeds already shows you how small an update this is visually. <laughs> but some of the cooler things are actually on the privacy side, um, as, well, as well as the hardware side. Someone uh, I online noted that you can now change the vibration feedback uh, for all vibration in, in the system, not just the keyboard and Gboard. And you can also have another option, which <laughs> it's cool, but it means you have to have your phone on loud rather than vibrate. But there is a toggle that it will vibrate a little bit before it rings. Customizable. <laughs> Notifications are now all opt-in, which I love. So instead of uh, downloading an app on Android and it pinging you and then you having to go in and change them all, turn them all off, um, now they're all opt-in. So if you open an app on Android 13, it will ask you, can we send you notifications? Tap no because I think we all get pinged too much, but obviously there are some apps that you will want uh, to buzz you every now and then. So that's quite nice to see. And alongside that, uh, which is something, I wouldn't say they copied it from iOS, but iOS has been doing this for a while. Apps now have to ask for your permission to either um, access your entire photo reel or only the photos that you want to send or you know nice. let that app see, which is always quite nice because there's probably some apps out there that you don't necessarily want their developer having full access on to uh, all your photos to all your photos um yeah, no thank you i think i think we all tend to be rather trusting of developers but it's just a nice thing to have if you only want to send a photo of something um another cool one um and again <laughs> being that we are british uh we are not necessarily the most bilingual lot but we now have app specific languages which i think is pretty cool so rather than changing the entire uh, language of the entire system of your Android phone. In Android 13, if there are any apps that you have that you want to use in a different language to the one your phone runs in or the other apps run in, you can just use that uh, setting to change that. So I don't know, say you only speak to people on Telegram in Portuguese. You can change Telegram <laughs> into Portuguese and not do the rest of your phone in that, which I thought was quite a cool little thing uh, that I hadn't necessarily thought of. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I mean... Those are the things that I've picked out. Have, have you either of you seen anything else about Android 13? I mean, maybe if the answer is no, it kind of points to that Android releases aren't actually a huge deal anymore. And maybe that's down to the fragmentation. What do you think? Because like iOS gets a big fanfare. And I know that's partly because we and other publications shout a lot about it. Yeah. But why do you think it is that Android... Um, is it is it because they're not named after desserts anymore? Why, why, why is That's there no excitement? Why is there no excitement? Um, yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with the fragmentation thing. Like I think with iPhone, with with WWDC, and you see iOS 16, you know that you are going to get that in three months' time, and so you can get excited about all these new features because you're like, yeah, I'm going to have it in the next couple of months, so I'm going to learn about this now. But with Android 13, it's fragmented across the devices that get it when they get it and even the features of android 13 that you get on your phone like it's so it's it's so in the weeds and you, you just you can never really figure out what's coming to your phone specifically because it's so you know there's so many phones and so many manufacturers that i just think mm. it really is for the developers whereas you know apple says it's for the developers at wwdc but it's not but i think google's one actually is just for the developers really yeah 
What do you think, Chris? Were, were you aware of 13? Were you excited for it, given that you use the Pixel? Yeah, well, I've written about it a bit, uh, mostly how to get the beta and stuff, but I haven't actually been using the beta to be to hold my hands wow. up. Um, <laughs> again, I don't want it on my main phone. Um, but I think, yeah, so I'm probably more excited than a lot of Android users because I do use Pixel most of the time. Um, so therefore, I know I'm going to get that full, you know, experience. stock experience yeah. um, and quicker than, you know, the third party ones will get it. Um, but I think this year it's more just the fact that I think there was a lot of hype, if you like, around 12 because it was such a big change yeah. because, there, you know, because there was some really big features in there. Um, but yeah, because it's, you know, it's a bit of a, like you said, iterative year. So I, I just think there's not as much, <clears throat> cha- you know, because there isn't as much going on, there isn't as much excitement and coverage around i think the yet. issue is there's, there's not one know. really flashy feature like with, with ios 16 ios 16 yeah. overall isn't a huge change but it's got the lock screen which is a complete yeah. redesign so that's what gets everybody excited mm. and they're like oh new is 16 lock screen but with android 13 yeah. there isn't that it's just yeah like minor changes to material you and, and kind of other enhancements that are good to have but not sexy in the slightest <laughs> Yeah, 12 was like an anomaly, I agree with you, because even though Pixel um, is quite small in terms of market share, it could still be like, wow, Andro- I know of Android and that looks completely different. But then if you look at Android 12 and even some of the previews you've had of 13 on other phones, you can't necessarily tell that it's Android 13 and they might get some of the features, like you say. But um, I don't know, Google must have an agreement somewhere or at least an internal promise that it's made not to like... <laughs> be successful with pixel because like it, it could be like surely they got the money but they, it's just this is what i mean they make they can't outsell samsung maybe for many different reasons but surely they're just a bit like it's kind of like their testing ground isn't it like they can't they, they don't want to take it to samsung because then they might piss off samsung you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah especially considering they work together on wear os as well might get a little oh, bit yeah. awkward <laughs> yeah i don't know so i mean it's, yeah. it's been interesting to read about i know i like it when I, we eventually we eventually get the update but um we've seen some other um for instance uh, on the site today we had hannah our colleague writing about color os and um uh, again I, I haven't seen oxygen os on a phone yet but uh, the oneplus launch i'll talk about shortly they also announced that and that's like a quite a big visual design for those brands but they haven't necessarily lent into the things that Google's picked. They're kind of still trying to branch off and be separate and considered separately. So I don't know. I don't think any of my friends know that Android 13 dropped today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the front page news. <laughs> uh, front page for, yeah. It is, Sorry, it's, Chris, it is strange. I, I just wondered if they had made an announcement as to why it was dropping now and not. Because the time frame for the, you know, all the different beta numbers and then the you know the final release i think the time frame was exactly the same as 12 last year so you know they just say fall or autumn for the final one so it basically just means we'll launch that with the next Mm. flagship set of phones so the normal you know us and every other tech site was writing you know it'll probably come with the pixel 7 because it's pretty easy to guess just the same as ios will launch with the next iphone it's just it's very very normal so i just wondered why it's it is strange now. isn't it um and i was thinking about that uh, as you're right like 
Maybe it's to do with the fact that they've pretty much already just shown what Pixel 7 is going to look like. Uh, and, you know, that might well be an iterative update on the Pixel 6 as well. And I do wonder if yeah. they're getting it out now so that come the launch of their OEM partners' phones later in the year, they can be ready with Curler OS or Oxygen OS or one. Because yeah, wasn't it um, last year that um, OnePlus got Android 12 on a phone before Google did or something like that? There has been I a think year it was where... the same day, wasn't it? Or maybe you're right. Maybe they yeah. didn't do it before. Like Color OS 13 is launching today for the Find X5 and 5 Pro. So I don't know. Maybe like having it out of there a bit earlier means people can get on with it. <laughs> maybe if it's just a final release, then other OEMs are just can then publish their own versions of it to their phones so they just want to get it out earlier so more people can get it. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. it's speculation. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? I mean, maybe it just comes back to our first point that there's not actually that much new, so there was well, much exactly, less to yeah. work on. It's about as not that much to fix. Yeah. Like maybe it's just polished and they're like, well, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Like there's some cool things and like like I say, if you use pixels you'll notice them, I think. But um like there are changes that Google loves playing around with how its media player looks and that's going to look a bit different um, again in lock screen and uh, in, in the notification shade. But I mean, if, if you're coming new to it, you're not going to, you're not going to really notice, I don't think. No. Um, but it's coming. Keep an eye on your Pixel if you've Ooh. got one. Um, <laughs> don't hold your breath if you have another phone. <laughs> Unless it's made by Samsung. Uh, right, so we'll move on and talk about, oh, there you go, little fold preview. <laughs> Tune in soon for that review. Um, so I'm a couple of weeks out from my uh, OnePlus 10T review, but given that the phone isn't actually out for another week, it's out a week today you can buy it, I thought we, I'd just quickly go over it. And um, given uh, that OnePlus tends to get a bit dragged <laughs> of late, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I thought, I thought I'd just sort of give you the, the rundown up front and then see what you think about this. But um, I reviewed the OnePlus 10T. Um, it's a strange one. So... OnePlus, as you well know, has always been uh, releasing, since the 3, back in 2016, it's released a phone, and then six months later it releases the phone T edition. So the 3T replaced the 3, and then the 5T replaced that, 6T, and so on. Got a little bit different um, with the 8T, which was kind of sold alongside the 8 and 8 Pro. Had a year out, and now we're back with the 10. And I think it's the strangest T phone yet. I do quite like it. So we had the OnePlus 10 Pro six months ago. And that was a very high end kind of all singing, all dancing. The cameras were good. Yeah. Like actually good. Um, Imagine wireless, that. Yeah. <laughs> had wireless charging. It was fully waterproof. Uh, it had a Hasselblad uh, branding. You know, it was like, this is like OnePlus going all guns blazing with that phone. And relatively competitively priced. Uh, at 800 pounds um, or uh, 900 US dollars was the starting price for those phones. Do you remember and when then, they were the flagship killers? <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Oh. I suppose you've all got to have a business plan. And yeah. Sell cheap, get popular, then and crank then up, ramp the price. up prices. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why this appeals to me as somebody who kind of saw OnePlus from the relatively early days, and I know that you two probably saw it from even earlier than I did. Uh, but the 10T is cheaper than the 10 Pro, and it's being sold alongside it, but it's also got like a weird mix of specs that some are better than the 10 Pro and some yeah. definitely aren't. And as a standalone phone, I think it makes sense because it's like, ooh, it's like the, smashing my microphone, I'm so Steady. excited. Um, <laughs> it's something like the OnePlus, not the same price, but like the OnePlus 6 or something like that. It's kind of that era of like, we've made some compromises, but you know, 
if you really want performance, it doesn't really matter to these customers, and that's why it's competitively priced. So it's £629 in the UK, uh, or let me check before I get it wrong, but I believe it's $649 (laughs) in the US, €700, um, which is pretty good for a phone that has the Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1, which is the latest chip, uh, and 16 gigabytes of RAM, more than in probably this computer that I'm using. Yeah, Um, definitely more uh, than mine. (laughs) Which is very high end in terms of the CPU and GPU. The screen is 1080p rather than 1440, so you see how they've cut something there. Uh, And then there's no wireless charging, uh, there's no full waterproofing, and there's no alert slider. So I wanted to ask, as people who've been around the block with OnePlus, does the absence of the alert slider bother either of you uh, in terms of this product? Um, I mean, coming from someone that has an iPhone, usually I have, you know, a, a slider to turn my phone on to vibrate and stuff like that. So that's just something I know. And it was one of the few things mm. I really liked about the OnePlus is that I could still just silence and that was done. You didn't have to think about it because, and you know, all, all these, all Android phones have a slightly different UI and different schemes of how to do things. And some phones you can turn down one thing with the volume slider and some things you have to use the icon. It's just, I just want something physical that I can just go. Okay, don't have to worry about that. You know, you can do it from your pocket if you're in a meeting or something like that and you forget to put your phone on silent. You can just, boom, not even get your phone out. It's just, and it just feels like such a, you know, it's a small thing, but it, it does make all the difference. It's one of those small kind of important things that it does make the, the difference to the overall kind of vibe. It might do, you use it, do you use it, Chris, when you're using a OnePlus phone? Yeah, I mean, it is something I've always liked on OnePlus phones, partly because... Yeah, not you know, it's it's a rare thing. Um, I wouldn't say I used it much. I tend to just leave my phone on the same setting the <laughs> yeah. whole time. But but like it's it is still handy. And I imagine for some people using it all the time. Yeah. So did they say why they got rid of it? Yeah. So that's the thing. And and the thing about it that's really strange is that they say they took it out, but they're working incredibly hard to bring it back. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> I hate that so much. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> okay. They're clearly doing it because they're like, oh, we had to do it now, uh, but working very hard. So basically, I was at the launch in New York and we got to interview some of the product managers and they basically said that it was all because they couldn't fit it in. So the thing about this phone as well, which um, is better on paper than the OnePlus 10 Pro, the Pro had 80 watt uh, wired charging and this one has 150 watt. Uh, that's as you both know, is not does not mean it <laughs> charges nearly doubly as fast. No. It can fully charge in about 20 minutes, which is kind of insane. I mean, the Pro can the charge dream. fully in half an hour. So yeah, it's not huge. Thing, but what they, what they said to do that was had to do two uh, split cells uh, for the battery. So it's four, 4,800 mm-hmm. milliamp uh, battery, but to do that safely, you have to have two 2,400s. And with that, uh, basically all the space inside for all those uh, components and then having to also leave room to it to cool properly so it doesn't blow up, I imagine. Overheat, yeah. They didn't say that. Was basically, there was no room for the alert slider. They said it was a small piece on the outside, but it takes up quite a lot of room inside. So they took it off. Mm. Uh, but then I just thought that was odd. Obviously, that's probably not a corporate... I just don't know whose decision was that. Just the manufacturer just like, we can't fit all that in. So now they've well, had to do well. this weird... It's definitely uh, an like Oppo PR. decision. Yes, probably. <laughs> so one plus is that to go along with, and they're like, okay, fine. This looks quite a lot like some of the Reno Eight phones we've seen from Oppo, and and it shares a lot of similar specs with um with two, well, another phone actually. It shares a lot of specs with is the One Plus Nord Two uh, T that I reviewed not too long ago. Because the other downgrade here um, are the cameras, 
that's what it looks like. Oh, yeah. But the um, the three cameras on the back are not the same as the 10 Pro, and there's no Hasselblad uh, branding on here, as I said. So you get a 50 megapixel main camera, and then uh, an eight megapixel ultra wide, and a useless two megapixel oh. macro, which is fine on a phone like the Nord 2T, which costs you know less than 400 uh, pounds yeah. or euros. But on this, it's a little bit more like, ah, oh, come on, like. I I'd rather you just put one really good one on there, but you know, no manufacturer is ever going to do that again. No, exactly. We just the uh, I just published our uh, Motorola Moto G62 review today from one of our freelancers, and that has got the exact same yeah. lineup it, in terms of megapixels. I don't; they're probably different sensors, but it's got 50 megapixel main sensor, yeah. eight ultra wide, and a two megapixel macro and that phone is 199 yeah, pounds exactly <laughs> and so like what you're wow. exactly and like the main camera on this phone like i could genuinely i quite like taking photos of my phone you know it's not something i don't care about and i genuinely say that the main camera on this is actually really good and you can get good shots out of it it's got oas the night sight is good but yeah the the other ones are nothing to write home about and what you're paying for here is mega fast charging and like the best qualcomm uh, Snapdragon chip that you can get at the moment. Um, is this is the screen high, high refresh rate? Good question. On 1080. It's 1080 at 120 hertz, and it can yeah. scale between 60, 90, and 120. So it's not the full LTPO right. that you get on yeah. uh, the, the 10, which I believe can go the 10 Pro. Sorry, that can go all the way down to I think one, <laughs> one hertz. Yeah. Some of them are like that. Battery life is very good though. It's just a strange phone and a little bit of inside baseball. Um, I wondered whether to mention this or not because I don't know if it's just something that tech journalists will care about and our <laughs> listeners will be like, why are you telling us this? But I based my entire review and my video review around the fact that OnePlus told us that the phone costs the same in the UK as the 10 Pro. But all the other regions, it was like, it's cheaper. And so I was like, well, why is the same price in the UK? And anyway, long story short, they said it was uh, £799. And then I was sitting at the event 20 minutes before the actual launch event started, feeling very smug that my review was done and it was all under embargo and ready to go. And then the PR was like, oh, yeah, so they just uh, we just got told that the UK price has changed. It's actually £629, <laughs> which completely altered the verdict lot. of my review. Yeah. Uh, the, the video that couldn't run that day because I based it around the only price that I had when I recorded the video, which was the UK price. So something went wrong somewhere, but at least it can be got for cheaper. Uh, it's just a strange one. And the other thing I kind of wanted to show, hopefully it comes up on camera, is they, just before we move on, is that the cooling system, they say one of the things that this is great for is they're kind of pushing it for gamers. Uh, you've got a better cooling system in there, and it doesn't run that hot even when you're charging it and playing games. But they included in my review kit uh, a case, which I think is one of the strangest cases for a phone that I've ever oh, seen. Oh, we love a strange case. It looks like this. Oh, okay. I've got my blur on, sorry, so it looks a bit odd. But it's basically, they call it the glacial matte case. And it has like this red, like sort of inlay thing. Yeah. Gooey, but like squishy stuff. Is it kind of like uh, D3O or whatever it was, the, um, the ultra absorbent shock um, yeah. material? Yeah. Something a bit like that. But this is specifically for when you're gaming and your phone gets really hot. This will like oh, right. draw the heat away from the phone and into this like rubbery stuff. Razer did one of those a few years ago for the iPhone and a few Androids ah, actually. With a there kind of go. like a but it was it was a similar thing where they just had a cooling plate in the back and it would just draw the heat from the phone. Right, the okay. My theory um, is that's also why this phone has got plastic sides rather than metal. Saves a bit of I don't know, yeah. it saves a bit of money for them maybe. But yeah. <laughs> so there's also the build quality that you're saving on there. I quite like the look of it actually. It kinda of grew on me, but it's like it's the most cool. 
it's just so such a weird texture it's so weird anyway uh so <laughs> you could get one of those that's, that costs 45 english pounds as well what um, okay i'm not maybe yeah, not so cool now no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a strange one i mean what do you think like it's a 10t that sold alongside a pro there was never <clears> even a one plus 10 yeah so the t is kind of like for something else um what do you think it's kind of odd it's like selling it almost for like two markets because it's a global release like for instance the us doesn't get the nord 2t yeah so it makes a bit more sense there like what do you think of this it's it's confusing like i just you know all year long i haven't been able to wrap my head around this decision to delay the standard model and put the pro out early because like you say now the standard model is better than the pro model in some respects so by definition it's not the pro model so like it and yeah, the whole kind of fragmented market releasing, it's just, they are, yeah, it's a fall from grace in my opinion. Like it's just got so messy over the last few years and I just feel like they've, it's the opification of, of, of OnePlus and, you know, it's probably the fact that OnePlus, they can't do anything about it. Like, you know, they just got to roll with it because it's what the owner says. So um, it's just, it's just sad in my opinion. It's just a confusing, sad mess. What do you reckon, Chris? Yeah. Pretty much what he said. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been doing any of the coverage for OnePlus for a while now, so um, kind of gives me a bit more of like a reader perspective, yeah. I guess, because um, I'm not getting briefed by them and I'm not reviewing the phones, and it has just seemed really confusing. It's like like talking to you guys on Slack, you know, every time there's a bit of news, it's like, hang on, what, so there's a Pro, but there's not a 10, and they haven't said there's going to be a 10, and now there's a 10T, and it's like... As a customer, how am I supposed to decide what I'm well, doing? Exactly, like, yeah. and especially when I don't, I don't really like it when phones are like you're saying. This one's like better in a lot of ways, but worse in a lot yeah. of ways. And it's like, okay, so which one do I want then? Like, the, you know, you you would expect the Pro to be better in, uh, you know, maybe like one or two little things is, you know, okay, but it seems to be not better in quite a lot of yeah, ways so. like i mean it, this, this phone is incredibly fast but i mean the OnePlus 10 pro is still incredibly good yeah <laughs> the 8 gen yeah. one isn't like a bad chip and there seems to be like you know tech press saying it runs too hard and what have you but you know <laughs> chuck it in the bin but yeah no i agree with you it is particularly if you're a your OnePlus enthusiast which is what they build their brand on they all seem to be quite annoyed about what's gone on and the confusing uh, release cadence and the names of the phones mm. and also i didn't even talk about the software but it basically is color os I mean, it really is the two versions yeah. for 13 are even more indistinguishable so uh, I mean, it's clearly helped with their sales i think in the us being um even more like nord phones cheaper ones they have there it's helped being in all the carrier stores there as well but it's a weird one i mean in isolation i think this is a really good phone but obviously you know <laughs> It's not in isolation. I mean, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, and and the the whole pricing thing's weird as well because not only did they drop it like twenty minutes before the launch event, it's awkwardly thirty quid more than the Pixel yeah. Six. Yeah, it's just like well, I could just have a Pixel Six for yeah. less, and you, you get a much better camera. Yeah. And I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, I don't have a hundred and fifty watt charging, but it's perfectly fast enough yeah. for me. Um, exactly. So when you look so. at the competition, it's kind of hard to recommend <laughs> recommend it to somebody. If somebody bought one, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a good phone. But if someone asks me what phone should I buy for six hundred pounds, it's probably not going to be this one. Um, nah. I was going to say something else, and I can't remember what it was. 
It's always good. So it probably wasn't that interesting. So let's move on to our third and final topic for the day, uh, which we'll hand over to, to Lewis about. But uh, it's uh, another company owned by BBK, much like OnePlus and Oppo, and it's Vivo. So Lewis, what have Vivo been cooking up? Yeah, so um, this week has seen the Indian release, or the Indian announcement, should I say, uh, of the Vivo V25 range. What happens to the V24? Nobody knows. Just jump from 23 <laughs> to 25. Uh, you know, and it's, it's not even a new thing for Vivo. They, they skipped 22, went from 21 to 23. So yeah. they're just skipping numbers randomly. They just don't like some numbers, maybe. Um, so yeah, V24 is out, and it's the V25 that we've got. So the V is, and it's... Do they just like... They like odd numbers. Maybe, yeah. It's just there is. I haven't been able to work out a reason yet. Um, so it's it's a bit of a confusing one because there there are mention, there's mention of a third in the range, but it's kind of focused primarily on the V25 and the V25 Pro. You've also got the I think it's called the V25e, which is basically the standard one, but a little bit cheaper. Um, but I imagine that's going to be just for a few select markets because they haven't really focused on that at all um, right, during right. the announcement. So V25, V25 Pro. Not a lot's different from the V23, to be honest. Uh, in actual fact, the standard V25 is a little bit of a downgrade um, in some respects. Which so what, is, pr- what price bracket are we talking with these phones? Um, so, yeah, that's the other confusing thing because they haven't announced that either. Ah, cool, uh, cool. I do have um, Indian pricing for the Pro model, um, but mm-hmm. I've got absolutely nothing for the standard model in any region whatsoever. Strange. So the V25 Pro um, starts at 36,000 rupees, which is about... £373, $453. Obviously, it'll be a bit more than that if it does come to the UK. They'd like to bump it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's for the 8 gig, 128 gig combo. But there's also a 12 gig, 256, which comes in at about £415. Uh, so it's like you, solid translator kind of specs. Yeah, what's, exactly. what's special about these ones? Um, so the big thing with the, with the V range is the fact that they change color. Yeah, that's back. <laughs> it's How? the 8. The so is AG... it like one of those weird cars that drive past and look like they're made of petrol? Or is it like, <laughs> do you have to do something it's, to it? How does it You have work? to do something to it. So it's not just, um, so yeah, it's called the, the Fluorite AG Glass Rear. That's the official name for it. Mm. Um, it's not across every single color of the phones. There are a couple um. of uh, specific colors for each phone that do the color changing. And if you don't want it, you can just get a standard black one and it just stays black. But who'd do that? <laughs> um, so yeah, so let me just, I've got the phone here and just pop it off charge. So this is one of the color-changing models. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. This is the V25 Pro. It's very nice. Um, so what happens is when it goes into direct sunlight, it will change color. Obviously, um, I don't have a sun in my room, so I can't really demonstrate that. <laughs> so handily, they've sent me a little UV torch and a stencil to put onto the back of the phone to really showcase what this does. So there's oh. this little plastic stencil <laughs> thing here. So you just yeah. pop it on. And then if I turn the torch on here, just but this is like a proper blue Peter moment. Let me just uh, <laughs> give it a quick going over. You should have made Don't it earlier. Get your sellotape. Where's your sticky tape? Me. I was the one that oh, should have done this earlier, shouldn't I? So what, you shine Probably. light on it. On so you shine, so yeah, it's, it's either sunlight or if you've got a UV light, you can use a UV light. So you shine that on it and then it kind of picks up the UV light and it turns dark. So then you have that ah. on the rear, which I think is very cool. Uh, it fades away cool. after a few minutes. Um, so you can just have loads of different, like, you know, if you want to make stencils or whatever you can just shine the light onto them so i can just do so you can just show you like it changes really oh, quickly yeah i see like it's a very fast process that's, cool. that's kind of like um yeah those like uh changing glasses lenses when people yeah have glasses and um, sunglasses <laughs> so yeah i think like you know it's 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 
a gimmick at the end of the day, but it's a cool yeah. gimmick. And especially, you know, it's, it's different. I, I haven't seen any other phone that does anything like that. So, you know, more power to them, to be honest. <laughs> can, can you get lots of different stencils? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's something you'll have to make yourself. Uh, I think <laughs> I feel like they, you, this didn't even come in the box. This just came separately. So I feel like it's just a press thing that they've sent oh, out to show people. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they, oh, you should definitely get one. With but exactly. Yeah. Now I've sell, seen it, how good it looks, more. then I'm like, you should put <laughs> yeah. this in the box because this is such a cool little demonstration. But so, yeah, if you do want to make some stencils and cool designs on it, you can you can do that. You can personalize your phone a little bit. Not permanent. Disappears after a little while. Yeah. It's kind of a Fine. gimmick that I, 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 be, I generally agreed there that is a gimmick, but I'm kind of surprised no one has really done it yet. I've not seen that on a phone before. No, it's um, uh, really interesting. I, I, to be, the only thing I'd change, I kind of want it to be heat reactive so mm. that when you hold it in certain, you know, if you hold it, it will change where your handprint is or like if it gets hot, you can see where it gets hot on the rear and stuff like that. I thought that would be quite interesting. <laughs> I but suppose. Maybe they don't want to draw. Fingerprints and like weird That's hands. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a reason why they've done the UV. Um, yeah, I, wonder, I wonder if it costs them any more to make. Do you have any idea if that one costs more than the black version? I, uh, it, from everything that I've seen from the pro version, they all cost the same price. So it's oh, just, right. cool. you can just have it or not. Maybe it's subsidized by the, the other one by the other. Yeah. Um, so I, I should probably talk about the downgrade of the V25. Yes. Um, it's not an overall downgrade. It's just one specific thing. And that one specific thing is the processor. Uh, so the V23 shipped with a Dimensity uh, 920. The V25 ships with a, um, wait, where is it? It's the one down, 900, <laughs> that's the one. Oh, it's right. the 900, so yeah, so it's, it's a step down. It is a step down. And that's how long ago did the V23 come out, do we know? Uh, about it's not an old seven, phone, is it? No, it's about yeah. seven months ago. Uh, they usually have about a six-month refresh for this range. Uh, but this, there's a little bit more of a gap this time, but yeah. It's, uh, and is this on the base model that you're talking about? Uh, yeah, so this is the standard V25. The V25 Pro does get an extra boost. Uh, I've got a little bit of scribble here. So yeah, that gets the Dimensity 1300. So a little okay. bit more powerful, a little bit more to play yeah. with there. But even, you know, aside from the processor, there is a lot of, of similarities between the two phones. Like there is not a lot in it whatsoever. They both have the same camera setup. So let's run through that because that is one of the big things about the phone is that it's on that cool design and it's the cameras. They're the two right. big things about, about the V range. Um, so the cameras across both. Um, is the 64 meg main um, camera with um, OIS, and then you've got the 8 meg ultra wide and the 2 meg macro, the really? standard pairing. Yep, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, they're, they're supposed to be quite good. They haven't gone into specifics about aperture and stuff like that, so I can't really nail down how good they're going to be. But they say that uh, there's improvements to low light performance and, and stuff like that, and that's a particular focus of the Pro model. So you can, you've got all these standard shooting modes on the standard V25, but for specific nighttime shooting modes, that's exclusive to the Pro. Right. Um, so it's got, some, it's got a special nighttime mode. I've got to find the name of it because I will not remember it off by heart. <laughs> Every um, manufacturer calls it something different, don't they? Yeah, so this one is real-time extreme night vision. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Uh, so it does sound really, I haven't had a chance to try it out yet, but um, the idea sounds pretty interesting. So it basically lets you adjust your night shot in real time before it's taken. So you can adjust the, um, mm. you can adjust the exposure intensity and stuff like that. So it just looks a little bit neater and a little bit tidier um, and you just get a little bit more control over, you know, what the processing yeah, is that, involved. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Cause like on, on, on testing out phones, um, we, we also find that, you know, some night modes will be trying to recreate exactly what 
you see with the yeah. correct, you know, lamp uh, post light light. Yeah. Or other ones will be like, here's what it would look like if you'd done this during the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You really like if you're a two. cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'd be pretty cool if it allows you to like, you know, at least have like a slider or something, I, I presume, where you can yeah. you can change that. Because on pixels, you can do that in, in day shots. You can adjust the exposure. So it'd be good to do it at night to get the effect oh, yeah. you want. Yeah. It does sound really interesting. And there's also a just an upgraded super night mode as well compared to the standard night mode on the standard model. So... So you say this? These two phones are announced now for the Indian market. Is that right? Yes. Yes, they so are. So yeah, Vivo slowly creeping, creeping towards towards uh, the West, isn't it? Yeah. Like slowly uh, but surely. There has been like, a few been... Vivo phones released in the UK. You know, sporadic. Yeah. Um, like the V the V twenty one was in the UK, but that only came in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, the V twenty three didn't, but that was in Europe in some parts of Europe. So it's kind of you know they're, they're playing with it and seeing what's what and um, yeah. It's an yeah, interesting. Dom, Dom reviewed the uh, the X eighty Pro, which is very very flagship, but that's actually yeah. an official UK release now. I think it's twelve hundred oh, pounds, uh, but it is officially here. And so it'd be cool okay. to see more phones like this because uh, we often uh, you know discuss the uh, the various roundups we have on TechAdvisor.com and budget in particularly, but also the mid range chart is sometimes dominated by uh, Xiaomi uh, yeah. and other and other brands who are absolutely nailing. Um, those phones in that price range but also for those regions so if vivo can come over here that'd be great i mean i reviewed a, an iq phone recently their kind of gaming yeah, yeah. phone and i was pleasantly surprised it was like really solid phone um so but you, you say there's no indication about whether or not this will come to other regions at the moment no indication i mean it is it's kind of focused on the uh, asian market and kind of uh, a few other markets but yeah nothing kind of europe nothing uk nothing obviously definitely nothing us because they just don't have a presence in the us at all no, no. um so yeah i mean they're, they're interesting phones so i should probably rattle through a couple of the other differentiators between the two because yeah. there are a few um so the standard model is a flat display that's a 6.44 inch uh 90 hertz um so yeah just a standard flat display whereas the pro model has a curved one i haven't really seen a curved display in a while like it's kind of took me back actually i'm like oh it's, it's a bit old school now which is a really weird thing to say but yeah so this one's got a slight curvature to the edges yeah uh, it kind of gives it that pro look it's also slightly bigger at 6.5 inch at 6.56 inch sorry and it's faster at 120 hertz refresh rate okay um and then there's also interestingly the standard v25 gets the better selfie camera Oh, which right. I don't quite understand. So that's got a 50 meg selfie camera. The Pro model has a 32 meg. The only thing I can see is that maybe there's a different aperture. Um, so, and, you know, the 32 meg one could perform better in low light, but they haven't, can, you know, they haven't confirmed any of the nitty gritty specs like that yet. So I just have no idea. Uh, we will, we will never be privy to the decisions of phone manufacturers <laughs> and their strange decisions on different components. Please must all explain be it to me. Spreadsheet based to, to hit a price point. But that is interesting yeah. that the cheaper one has higher megapixel at least yeah. yeah uh so and then the pro one also has a slightly larger battery uh 48 at uh, 48,000 48,000 that would be a big battery 4,830 <laughs> I mean, milliamp hours compared to uh 4,500 and it's got slightly faster charging at 66 watt compared to 44 watt so you do cool. get some incremental changes but for the most part in terms of design and look and overall performance especially with those cameras you know they're pretty identical just get the pro mm-hmm. if you want that pro night stuff Cool. Well, you'll be reviewing the Pro, I believe. Uh, yes. Visor. So yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm waiting to see what uh, custom stencil you rustle up for the review. <laughs> and I'm going to get creative. It's like arts and crafts. I'm well excited. Is it a, was it a surfer on that one that they gave you? Yeah, it's like a surfer, kind of got the wave in the background. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's just pop cool. it back there. So let me just show yeah. you. Um, 
that's already gone back to normal. So okay. it doesn't yeah. last very long. It's just it's a, just a fun little thing that you can do. I mean, this I can you can slightly see it still, but yeah, it's just a gimmick, but a fun gimmick you, nonetheless. You, you ever <laughs> you ever used a Vivo phone, Chris? Hmm. I don't think I have. You know, <laughs> they're, they're few and far between. <laughs> yeah, we haven't yeah. always reviewed them, but they do seem to be giving us more for review. Um, so hopefully, other readers in India will be able to take advantage of our review soon. Um, do you know when it's coming out, Lewis, or is it actually out, or are we waiting? Uh, so let me just get the details out because there is some but it's on the spot, sorry. spotty. It's very spotty with the release. <laughs> uh, so it's available to pre-order now in India, the pro model only, cool. not the standard one. Um, and that is going to be released in about a week's time. Uh, so there's, there's a, where's the actual date? 25th of August. In That's India, sweet. parts of Asia, Latin America, the Middle East, uh, so, but not Europe, UK, or US. Right. Well, in India, 25th and, of August, you can pick between Vivo 25 Pro and the OnePlus 10T based on yeah, our, exactly. uh, yeah, no surfers on the back of the 10T. So <laughs> Minus one star st- already. If you want a stencil <laughs> phone, then you've got to go for the Vivo. Well, thanks. Uh, those are interesting little phones, and it's always good yeah, to have yeah. another manufacturer. Uh, we started this podcast, uh, you know, mourning the uh, the abs- basic absence of Huawei from most markets now. So it's cool that Vivo is... Uh, coming to more Western markets. So thanks a lot for that, Lewis. Uh, no unless you guys have anything else to add, I think we've we've completed our Android sandwich for the day. Wow, um, imagine that. Let me just take me- a quick look at the comments. I think we've got a couple of comments. Oh, during thank our you, chat. live listeners and viewers. Yeah. Uh, so Alex Edwards was talking when we were talking about Android. Um, he says that he's got it. He's got ah. Android 13 on his Pixel 5 in the UK. So it's oh. very sporadic as nice. to when... Thank That's you. That's good to know, though, because they said uh, it's coming for Pixel 6 first. But if you've got it on Pixel 5 already, I wonder if yeah. you're on the beta, are you? But if not, then that's, I mean, Google, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> explain, explain. Great uh, to hear, though. But yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting just to say that there is a rollout. It's happening. It's just confusing and, and messy. Uh, and I apologize <laughs> to the person who will be sleeping when we're live. He let us know earlier that he'd be asleep when we went live so oh. sorry i hope you're sleeping uh, you know nice little sleep boy um, well, thank, thank you for noticing <laughs> hopefully you're a subscriber dear sleepy listener and you can also listen to fast charge on spotify apple podcasts and all them other podcast catchers uh so thank you for listening unless we have any other comments lewis i was just about to say alex just replied saying he's Ooh. not on the beta Oh, so he's thank just you, got it. Just got it. The OTA. So thank you very much. Up to the date information that we bring <laughs> yeah. you at first. Uh, this is what we need. I'm going to get my. I'm going to get my slightly broken Pixel get Five out. out the drawer. Yeah. We need to check this out right now. We need to update some articles. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Chris. Come on. Thank you very much, Alex, and every other Pixel listener out there, and whatever Indeed. phone you have. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with another edition of Fast Charge. But until then, thanks for listening, and see you next week. Hey. Bye.